You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience. But they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody, welcome on in to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 82 of the fastest growing sports podcast in Buffalo, in Wisconsin, in Kansas City, and in Tampa Bay. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking NFL football. We're looking back and we're looking forward. This is your host, Jeff. Kyler Murray will be playing next year at this time, Burton. And Tyler, I'm very curious where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Miles, what's up, Tyler? Jeff, glad to be on this episode to let out some rage. I tell you, we're going to be talking NFL here today. Tyler, I appreciate your willingness to come back on the podcast. I do have some questions for you. Um, so we'll get into those uh, momentarily as a big Green Bay fan again. Thank you for for showing your face, although you're not showing your face on the podcast. But thanks for showing up, man. Hey, man, I never turned down an op- an opportunity to be on an episode, even when it is for public humiliation for my Packers letting me down. <laughs> so I tell you, the NFL right now, it is fascinating. You've got the, you know, the action on the field, but you've also got a lot of controversy off the field. You've got a lot of quarterbacks mm-hmm. that are going to be changing zip codes. So, um, Tyler, let's get started so that we can get to it. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. All right, Tyler, thanks again for letting me take a shot uh, on your (laughs) Packers. Um, I'm a little bit shocked. I know you certainly were shocked uh, at last weekend's performance. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where you want to dive in, man, because I don't know if it's if it's um, you know Aaron Rodgers should have gone for it, should have should have run the ball in, should have maybe called a different uh, play at the time, or if it's coaching, you know, do you kick a field goal? Or do you go for it on fourth down? Uh, where where do you want to jump in? Yeah, we'll start there. So Aaron Rodgers should have ran that ball. He, you know, whether he had to slide or anything like that, but he he's, he's even said, and I do agree with him, he assumed they were going to go for it on fourth down, which played a factor in why he threw it rather than running it. So that I kind of get, but that doesn't exclude the fact that he should have ran that ball to get at least guaranteed positive yards. You should have ran that ball and tried to get that touchdown. Now, not going for it on fourth down... I, oh my gosh, like if I ever like rub a a genie, like a bottle and a genie comes out, that's going to be my wish. Just be like, explain to me why we did that. That's all. That's my only wish. I just want to understand it because it does not make any sense why we went for that field goal. Like it's too much on the line. Your defense hasn't done you any favors. Um, Actually, that's a lie. Our defense did get three interceptions. Yeah, I I was going to say, I mean, I think the call is made more on who are you facing because it's like your defense, it, it played okay. Right? King I mean, it, didn't it, do it, us any favors on defense. I'll say that. King was awful. Uh, Alexander was great. Um, no other quarterback in the playoffs is going to throw three interceptions and live to tell another day. You know, like that's, uh, I, I don't, so but, like Brady can't expect to be able to throw three picks and win a Super Bowl versus um, Patrick Mahomes in that elite offense. Yeah, I, I agree. But here, here's my take and here's why I think I would have gone for it. Tom Brady in the postseason is Mr. Clutch. I mean, yeah. that guy is cool as the other side of the pillow, right? I mean, this guy 
is R. awesome. Larry Scott. So, so yeah, I mean, if if you're um, playing against, uh, I don't know, like Josh Allen, if you're playing against like Matt Ryan, if you're playing against, again, I don't want to name off these names, but my point is like, there are some quarterbacks. I think, okay, we kick a field goal. We we uh, you know try for a defensive stand, and we'll mm. see what happens. Like I, I get that strategy, and it's not a bad strategy. But man, when you've got Aaron Rodgers, that's one of those where you say, you know what? If we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose taking a shot. A- mm. And then part two to that though is, and then you look across the field, and you're like, you know, Tom Brady. This is what he does. He just wins games in the clutch. And so for that reason, it's like it's more of a keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands that than anything. And for sure. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's easy for us, right. To second guess. And that's why, you know, we at guys on the sideline, we get paid the big bucks. Right. But it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, well, what does LaFleur said about the, the call? Well, I will say this. I do know what it feels like to be a Saints fan now and be screwed in the playoffs because those referees did not, they swallowed their whistles that entire game. And then right at the last second, they're going to call a whistle on a flop PI that ultimately led to another first down and us losing that game, you know, taking us out of a possibility of winning. So the referees, man, like, I guess guess Tom Brady brought them over with him to Tampa Bay when he left New England. Tyler, I, I don't disagree with your assessment because all game they let him play. I mean, it was a very physical game. Yeah, and I'm not so denying that it should have been a called flag, but you call that one, but not other ones where the shoulder pads are hanging out of the jerseys. I get it. Because whoever the uh, the referee that was commentating on that particular play, I mean, he's like, yeah, they, they kind of let him play, but he's like, and then they freeze it. And I mean, the guys, he pulled that shirt a long way. So it was a fairly obvious call. The thing, though, that I think probably adds to the pain a little bit and why Green Bay was so upset, it was a very late flag. Like, it was not thrown originally. It was like, huh, we probably ought to throw that flag. And the guy thought about it, and then he threw it. Yeah. But uh, I will say this. Like, I think if we had our our full offensive line, if Bakhtiari was there and everything, that would have helped us versus the Bucks' uh, elite defense. But moving forward... One, I really don't know what the future holds for the Green Bay Packers. Like, not even a little bit. So the Packers have never done Aaron Rodgers any favors. You know, they've never put together an elite wide receiver core for him or anything like that. So if Aaron Rodgers wants to demand a trade, as a Packers fan, I'm not going to boo him. I'm not going to burn his jersey. Uh, That man has given everything to the Packers organization just for the Packers to give him very little in return. Um so I, I wouldn't be upset if he left us in any way, shape, or form. Now, if he wants to stay, I think he's going to have a sit down with the Packers and kind of have an ultimatum because the Packers need to do either two things. They need to put together the best defense in the entire league uh, to help him out, um, you know, kind of like what the Bucks have done for Tom Brady. They put together a great defense so that, you know, they don't have to rely on Brady to be clutch 16 weeks uh, of the season. So they need to either do that or they actually need to invest and put a wide receiver core together for him. That's the best wide receiver core in the league. I mean, you can't just depend on uh, Devontae Adams to be the demigod that he is and then somebody like St. Brown to pick up the slack uh, when you know he's being covered by Ramsey or something, you know? So either of those two things, they, if the Packers don't do either of those two things, Aaron Rodgers demands a trade. You heard it first here on Guys on the Sideline. Wow, breaking news from Tyler Miles. I love it, Tyler. Now, here's my question that you get tired of me saying and asking. Um, but, but you know, go back two or three years. If 
the Green Bay Packers could have given up, let's say, a first-round wow. pick or maybe even two first-round picks for Julio Jones. Yep. Would you do it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was willing, and this actually did work out better for us. Um, we, you know, we were going after Will Fuller during the midseason, but the Texans wanted a first-round pick. And I said, great, give him that first-round pick. It's a bad you know, draft class anyways. And the Packers were stingy and they didn't do it. And that trade fell through. And then Fuller ended up getting suspended for the rest of the season. So, you know, we, we dodged a bullet there. Yeah. But still, I'm like, really? Uh, You're not willing to give up a first round pick to help your best player in your, you know, franchise's history. Like, come on. Like how stingy do you have to be? That's, that's what I'm saying. And I don't get why more teams don't do it. I remember as a, as a Cardinals fan, this was uh, before, um, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. I mean, this was probably five years ago. The Patriots were talking and and they were talking to the Cardinals and they were they wanted to inquire about Larry Fitzgerald and they could have given up two first round picks to get Larry Fitzgerald. And again, this is five years ago, so this is not oh, yeah. last season. But I, I'm telling you, five years ago, I'd give up three first round draft picks for Larry Fitzgerald to give Tom Brady that weapon or yeah. Megatron, right? Or these... Like, give up three or four. Like, I know that's insane, and I know it's like, well, you're putting it all in one player. But I tell you what, if the Packers would have done that in in Rodgers' prime, it'd be a different story. If if the Patriots would have kind of like, I mean, when you see when they had Randy Moss, I mean, you couldn't stop him unless, I guess, it was Eli Manning. But my point is, like, you give somebody like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, these super talented um, quarterbacks, you give them the talent that they need, I mean, all they got to do is throw the ball up there, right? It's yep. you kind of saw that with Kyler Murray, right? He he improved greatly as a quarterback, partly because of his development, but partly because he just got to throw that ball up, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to go get it. That is a yeah. huge, huge thing. So I don't know. Yeah, I've mean, always been a uh, I've always been a pro trading picks away for you know uh, you know all stars right now type of players. Um, like for a great example, you know the. Um, the uh, the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers traded Wiggins away for um, uh, Jordan Love, or not Jordan Love, sorry, uh, Kevin Love. You know, and like, how great is Wiggins actually? But you know, but so pe- so many people are like, oh no no, this person's going to develop and be the next LeBron. Well, he's not the next LeBron. So I will always trade away assets now for you know all stars that are right now. And honestly, I think hopefully. The Stefan Diggs trade shows people that it's a great move, you know, Um, trade them away, get people who are going to help you now and not somebody who can potentially help you in three to five years. Uh, I totally agree. And I was going to reference Stefan Diggs. I mean, he is a fantastic player and Buffalo absolutely made the right call. And and Minnesota did too, right? What, what's his name that they got in the draft from LSU? He's no bum either. They got Justin Jefferson and yeah, he's probably the best rookie wide receiver if you ask me over jerry judy or uh cd lamb and everything so they both really won that but i think if you ask me like hey tyler who would you want on the packers roster between those two right now i'm gonna choose stevon diggs because for the next four years he's gonna have the better season maybe the next six years um you know jefferson will have the better career overall but right here right now when i want to win i want players who are going to help me win right now well, that that's a great example because e- even if you had to overpay for digs, like let's say the Packers would have said, we'll give you a first round this year or, or a first round next year. Uh, that's a lot to give up. I totally get that. But my word, if Aaron Rodgers had Stefan Diggs this year, mm. I mean, it, it, it would be over, right? I yeah. mean, it would absolutely be over. And 
again, teams have to have a strategy because while I'm saying you can do that periodically, I mean, you can't trade all of your picks away because the NFL is different than any other league and that it is much more of a team sport, mm-hmm. right? You got to have a good defensive line and offensive line. That's how you win football. It's not all about the skill positions, but from time to time, when you have players in their prime, I think it's a roll of the dice. Um, but again, it, it's kind of a coulda, shoulda, woulda, because it's like if Aaron Rodgers had one of these big shot uh, receivers, I think you can safely say that you win one, if not more, yep. Super Bowl rings, and and you'll kind of have to look back and just say, my, we, you know, we we could have and should have done things differently there. Absolutely, shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's what's gonna say on my tombstone. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Okay, I feel like that's way too much Packer talk. So let's <laughs> let's react to the Chiefs Bills game real quick. Um, this is going to be kind of a part two series. We'll get back and give you our, our real Super Bowl predictions uh, early next week. Uh, but looking at the Chiefs and the Bills, this was a this was a fun game. I think was gonna. I was kind of expecting a little bit more of an explosive shootout. I mean, there was plenty of offense. There was a, you know lots of drama with penalties on that last second to last series, I guess, with Buffalo. That was kind of wild that they were all offsetting. That was wild. But what do you think of the Chiefs Bills? I was so angry and frustrated and mad and sad and confused all at once after watching the Packers game. I didn't even watch the Chiefs game. Oh, I you just, didn't? Just, no, I was so frustrated. I said, all right, I'm leaving. I'm going okay. to get some chicken fingers. And that's <laughs> what I did. And I kept up. I kept track of it on my ESPN app and everything like that. But I didn't watch any plays to analyze it or anything. But from what I was you know, uh, reading on the game cast and everything like that, it's it's what I expected, in all honesty. Like I would have loved for the uh, Bills to have come back and won that game and everything, but that's exactly what I was expecting. Somebody as um, as skilled and knowledge as Andy Reid to coach the best offense in the league, um, and just Mahomes already being in that position last year. Um, it's exactly what I expected. Yeah, and and I tell you, Buffalo came out, um, you know, strong. They they marched down the field, got a score, they got a turnover, they got another score. That would have been nice if they could have punched it in for for a touchdown, go up fourteen nothing. But they they settled for the field goal. I mean, they had to take the points, um, and so I think they kind of had their shot, um, you know. And they weren't out of it by any means, um, you know. They still, the announcers were still saying, like, I mean, even down the stretch, I mean, it's. As crazy as it is, they still have a chance with onside kicks and and other things. But yeah, to, to your point, like I th- I think that's kind of what we expected. The Bills have a great story, and, and we're a super fun team to follow, and they've got a bright future. But the Chiefs are who we thought they were, right? They were mm-hmm. they were the better team. And I tell you what, this might be painful for you to hear. Once the Buccaneers won, my thought was, and and I'm not counting the Bucks out of the Super Bowl, but I'm saying once the Bucks won, I thought, okay. Buffalo or Kansas City, either one of you, whoever wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl because I just, I think the Buccaneers are a great team and I think Brady mm-hmm. makes you dangerous. But just, you know, player for player, like, I think this is not even going to be a very uh, close Super Bowl. I think Kansas yeah. City is just much better. And, and here's here's the kicker, and then I'll, I'll toss to you as we kind of conclude uh, this uh, quick episode just on some NFL reaction. Here's why I like Kansas City. They they were there last year, and I think that is critically important because if this yep. was Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl and it's Andy Reid's, right, He's he's been there before, but he's yet to win one, I think there's all kinds of pressure. Yeah. And I think there's nerves, right, because 
you don't play for two weeks. You get out there and you, and you see this. I mean, I, I'm talking like I've, I've been there. I've, I've not <laughs> been there, right? I'm only six feet tall. I guess Kyler's only five foot eight. So, but right. anyway, I, I, I digress. My point is, though, you see it every year. These players that get there, it takes them a drive or two or and maybe even more for the nerves to just kind of settle down. And so the yeah. fact that the Chiefs have been there, um, they're the better team. And the fact that they've been there, I just think, again, don't count Tom Brady out because the mm-hmm. Falcons counted him out three, four, or five years ago whenever that debacle of a Super Bowl was. Because uh, anything can happen, and and uh, we always talk about the Costanza pick, right? Kind of going against the grain. You would think that the Chiefs roll, <clears throat> so maybe the Bucks have a chance. But I I just think Kansas City's too good here. What what do you think? No, I think you're exactly right. Like if this was the uh, the first appearance for Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and they're down like they were last year to the 49ers. I don't remember what the exact score was, but I think it was like two three scores that the Chiefs were down. And they come back and win it. Now, if this was, uh, you know, Mahomes' first Super Bowl and they're down to Tom Brady like that, it's over. Especially Tom Brady and this defense that the Bucks have. But I don't fear that. That's also why I wasn't so, like, confident that the Bills were still going to win when I was following it on my phone. I said, you know, Mahomes is going to come back from this. This is, you know, this is right in his uh, his area of expertise. But um, I don't think the but or the um, I don't think the Chiefs even have. Um, you know, I don't think they come back at all. I think they hold the lead the entire time and they don't have to play catch up. Yeah, I, I just I think it's going to be a, a, it'll be a fun Super Bowl. And I tell you, <clears throat> if this was Tom Brady, it's always on the, a fun Super Bowl when Brady loses. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, we're we're not we're not Tom Brady lovers on this podcast is well documented from previous episodes. But I tell you, it, it feels different. And I'm actually pulling for Brady. Like if if they won, I wouldn't hate that outcome. I would think, man, Tom Brady is, I mean, you can't argue. He is the man. If he's with the Patriots though, and it's that squirrely yeah. Bill it's Belichick. To cheer for Belichick. It's easy to cheer for Arians. It, it, exactly. Arians, former Cardinals coach, a little bit nutty, right? Exactly. And yeah, the only thing I can hope for that if the Bucks win, that Brady just says, all right, it's time to hang it up and we can all just be done with the man finally. But uh, kind of going back to the Bills and the um, the Chiefs and, you know, how the Bills are going to bounce back and everything like that. I feel like, you know, when I was growing up, it was always uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady in the AFC and the AFC championships and stuff. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what's now happening for this next generation. Instead of Brady versus Manning, it's going to be Allen versus Mahomes, which is going to be so much fun to watch, I think, Ooh. too. I like that. I like the sounds of that. Well, Tyler, this has been a fun episode. Again, next episode, we will have our official Super Bowl preview because we got to get into prop bets. We're also going to have some fun predictions like, will the weekend, the halftime entertainer, will he be wearing sunglasses when the Super Bowl halftime show begins? Or will Andy Reid's mask look like a beak, right? We're, we're going to have oh, lots yeah, of yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, what color will the Gatorade water be at the end of the Gatorade drink at the, at the end of the game? You know, things like that. So so stay tuned to that. We, we'll have another great episode um, next week. So, Tyler, we got to shut it down. Any final thoughts? Uh, let's all make sure when we say our prayers at night that Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers next season. Oh, brother. <laughs> Edit that out. No, but I, I tell you what, <laughs> my final thought is this. It is going to be an interesting offseason because... I think a lot of a lot of people are looking at this Tom Brady experiment 
And I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers is thinking, huh, what if that would have been me instead of Tom Brady? Like, what yeah, if absolutely. I either would have been traded or, or right, demanded a trade or walked? And yep. I think next season is going to be fascinating because what quarterbacks are on the market? You got Deshaun Watson, obviously, who's a demanding a trade. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford yep. from the Lions. You got Aaron Rodgers, who's a question mark. Yep. Um, you, you got a handful of others. Like, uh, like I don't know about, uh, you know, who's Drew Brees is hanging him up. So New Orleans is going to get a new quarterback. Yeah. You've got, uh, who's the, who's the Rams quarterback? Uh, Goff. Jared Goff, right? I mean, has he played his last game? How about Jimmy Garoppolo? Do the yeah. 49ers make a move? It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one, but at least if, um, if Aaron Rodgers is done with Green Bay and demands a trade, the man's got some high trade value at least. So we're definitely going to get uh, some good picks in return. Like, yeah, let's maybe send him off to um, to the Colts where he would do great, and we can get like Pittman in return to help us out. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. yep. uh, uh, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, at least if Rodgers is leaving us, we hold the you know we hold it in our hands to where we're not going to be left empty-handed. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for joining Tyler. This was a lot of fun. So again, more NFL previews uh, for the Super Bowl next week. For Tyler, this is Jeff saying adios and bye-bye from guys on the sideline. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. Jeff, why isn't Kyler Murray still playing? And uh, Burton, did I not say Burton? No, you did not. That was that was good. <laughs> good stuff after. <laughs>